Today's episode is brought to you by Mazars. Sound Cartel. From Sound Cartel, I'm Nicole Goodman, and this is Business Essentials Daily. Colin Pierce is a star maker. Since 1986, he's been working with the best people in the best businesses around the world to help them become stars. He's a storyteller, an author and coach, he trains salespeople, he's an acclaimed keynote speaker, and he runs training courses through his online Colin Pierce Academy. Selling more, easier, faster is one of his courses. That sounds good, says Heather Dawson in Buying Mood, but what's the trick? Well, Colin sums it up in just two words. Shut up. Oh, that don't mean you. <laughs> that's, that's what salespeople have to do. They just have to be quiet. Ask a question, shut up and listen to the answer. And the first time I discovered that was listening to an old recording by the famous American sales trainer, Fred Herman. And he was being interviewed by a television host like Johnny Carson or one of those individuals. And uh, the chap said, so you're the greatest salesman in America, are you? And Fred says, well, I suppose folks say that. And he said, okay, then sell me that ashtray. And Fred Herman said, well, what would you want it for? Host told him. And he said, yeah, okay, well, how much would you pay for it? And the host told him. And Fred said, well, I guess I'll let you have it then. And that to him was selling. And that's what I think it is. Ask a couple of questions, listen to what the person says, and then address those needs. But uh, we all try to oversell then, are we? Oh, absolutely. You would have expected, as the host did, to say, well, this is a wonderful ashtray. It's, it's made of solid glass. It has a smoky green finish, which looks attractive on any table. And, of course, it has the four indents for the cigarettes. And so you can have a smoke up with three or four friends, if you like, and your cigarettes won't butt into each other. <laughs> and usually finishes with, so, uh, yeah. That's the, that's the great Australian close. So, yeah. Hmm. Or, uh, so what do you reckon then in that? <laughs> okay, so let's give another example apart from the ashtray. Uh, so I want to buy a refrigerator mm-hmm. and uh, you're going to sell me the refrigerator and I say, Colin, that's really expensive. I'm sure I can get it cheaper down the road. What do you say? I wouldn't let the conversation get to that point. Oh. There's a whole pattern that we need to follow. So you walk in and you say, I'm looking at a new fridge. And I say, well, good on you. Can I ask you a couple of questions so that I can help you in the right direction? Now, that's based on a simple principle that all human beings are born with one locus, which is talk about me, the nicest guy in the world, the centre of the universe, the only person I think about from dawn till dusk. If you do, I might buy something and pay your wages. You'll be able to eat and pay your mortgage. So I would begin by talking about you and say, well, can I just ask you a couple of questions, Heather? Go on. No, let's play. Okay. Okay. Um, Heather, what kind of fridge do you have now? A slightly old one and it's a bit too small. Oh, okay. 
And I'm and, going to ask you. It's too noisy. I'm going to ask you seven more questions, but you just answered three of them, and you volunteered that information because I was nice enough to ask you about you. Because yes. I was going to ask you what you like about it. So far, not much. But then I was going to ask you what you don't like about it. You just told me it's old, it's small, and it's noisy. So I don't have to ask you that. But they're checked off in my head. Yeah. So I'll say, well, when you bought it, you must have liked something about it. What was it that made you buy that model? Probably price back in the day. Oh, okay. I'm so, price sensitive. Yes. Now I know something else about you, just because I listened. Mm-hmm. And I'll say, well, do you have a lot of people in the home? Is it for your home, for your home kitchen? Yes. Oh, it is. And do you have family with lots of needs and people coming and going? What's in the fridge, mum, kind of thing? Yes. Oh, nothing to eat. I, I know the problem. Yeah. So, I don't know, fridges now, but I'm guessing. So it'd need to be one about this big, <laughs> pointing. Yes, yes. But tell me, most people pay for a new fridge in this size somewhere between seventeen ninety five and thirty two ninety five. Now, you're comfortable with either of those or you're somewhere in the middle. And now you can say... Somewhere in the middle. Somewhere in the middle. You'll always say somewhere in the middle. <laughs> Right. And I might just check that and say, so if we found one for, that'd be about $2,400. If, if we found the ideal one at 2600 would you be okay with that? Or is twenty four your limit? And you give me the answer. Now, there's no way you're going to say, after telling me that's what you would pay, that you're not going to pay it and that it's too expensive. Yes. So it's all a matter of asking and telling a bit, asking and telling a bit. As an example... Have I told you what you want to know in this interview so far, Heather? Yes, yes. Now you say, Colin, with all this overselling, though, that Mm. the salespeople aren't listening enough, um, interrupt yourself. So what does that mean? Ah, well, I just interrupted myself then. I found that I had told you enough, so I didn't need to tell you any more. I could have gone on to say, and of course, you watch the body language and you watch their eyes, you watch anything they touch, and if they lean over and open and shut the doors, but... You told me that I'd told you enough, so I don't have to say any more. I can shut up. Can we go to the fridge? Yes, go back to the okay. fridge. So you've asked me, how does the ice dispenser work automatically? I'd say, oh, it's a clever little jigger. You set the temperature here of, of when you want the ice to be ice. <laughs> I'm good at this, aren't I? Uh, <laughs> and, uh, and then you wait four hours. And then you press this button, the green button, and out pop your ice cubes. Is that the kind of thing you wanted to know? Or do you want to know more about how it makes the ice? And you'll say, oh, I don't know how it makes it. No, I don't know how it makes the ice. But if you did say, so let's say you said, yeah, how how does it know? So I'd say, well, I could give you the full engineering readout if you like, or I just give you the quick overview, which would you like? And you'll say, quick overview, thanks. And I'll say, well, there's a little man in there and he's got a bag of ice and he chips bits off and puts them in the tray for you. (laughs) You know what, Heather? I have no idea. It's just great though. Watch this. Click and out comes some ice and we're running. (laughs) But most people would say, oh, well, yes, it's it's got a hemi-unable spherical rod in a border from uh, Japan and with the spiral flute reamer. Thank you, Harold Pinter. Uh, With the spiral flute reamer, it, uh, it slices off exactly a two- cubic centimetre square of ice. And uh, of course, you can see the crystals in the middle and you're thinking, good heavens, shut up, man. (laughs) So I've got to say, is this the kind of thing you want to know? And expect you to say, no. Say, good. Well, is there anything I haven't told you? And you can say, yes, will it roll out? 
here's a chance again for me to say, oh, yes, well, it's got great little roller bearings and the roller bearings pull and shove and anybody can lift it out. A child can move it forward. But of course, stop the child doing that. You can put the brake on. Yeah, say again. Oh, for goodness sake, mate. Yes or no. So again, I say, well, it has some roller bearings and I can explain how they work. Or can I just tell you that they work? They work. You have a little pull on it yourself and you'll have a little pull on it and we're done. I don't have to go on with everything I know in the brochure. Besides, you already read it on the internet before you came. Okay. Summing up, salespeople should shut up more, listen more, ask more questions. Yes. Can I tell you a quick story where I learned this best? Yes. Um, I was filling in between jobs and I was working with the encyclopedia company and I was working with a lovely Irish fellow and we were saying we need to ask more questions because we all talk too much. So a person came up to our booth at the Royal Show and said, um, them books got cats in them? And so I said, oh, yes, well, the cat, let's just turn to the C volume. There's a cat volume. It starts here with kindergarten level language, goes on to university level language. And behind me, I heard Joe sneeze and he went, husk. <laughs> and I turned around and looked at him. So I said, yes, and the wonderful thing here is the illustrations and, and the full biology of husk I hear behind me. And I realised he wasn't sneezing. He was saying, ask a question. So I said, have you got a cat? And <laughs> then they were involved in the conversation. I interrupted myself. From then on, whenever Joe and I were working together and we heard the other one talking too much, my favourite was to lean over and say, excuse me, Joe, I can't find the tissues. And he would say, oh, and he was Irish, he'd say, uh, well, tell me now, what gear of your uh, school is your child in at the moment? And then I wouldn't have to sneeze. Ask. <laughs> so you just remember to sneeze at yourself. That was business coach Colin Pierce. This episode of Business Essentials Daily is produced by the team at Sound Cartel. Thanks for listening. I'm Nicole Goodman. We'll bring you more Bee Daily tomorrow. Follow at BE Daily Podcast across social media and head to bedaily.com.au for more from the Business Essentials Daily Podcast. Sound Cartel. This episode was brought to you by Mazars. To find out more, visit mazars.com.au. That's M A Z A R S dot com dot au